Hello, I'm Justin Hancock. And I'm Meg John Barker. And this is... The Meg John and Justin... Podcast. Yay! Yay. Oh, I always stop after Meg John and Justin. Like, we need to mix that bit up. Do I? Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe we've just got into a groove and that we, we need to rethink. Or not. We can easily write ourselves a script, can't we, and then just stick to that. That's right. That's what I'm wary of. Always. <laughs> 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 well, sometimes if we rewrite a script just for the sake of rewriting the script, mm. then yeah. neither of us might be happy. Exactly. You don't want to do that. <laughs> anyway, anyway, greetings, ear pals. Yeah, hi, ear pals. <laughs> uh, we've gone from dear, gentle, rough, uh, shabby, shabby listener, <laughs> listener textured listener, <laughs> ear pals. Yeah, this is somebody sent us a very kind email saying that they were enjoying our podcast and they said that we were good ear pals and we like that. I loved that email. You yeah. just wrote it out to me and I'm like... Thank you very much, kind person. It really does make mean a lot when we know we're connecting with listeners. Yeah, mm-hmm. our real pals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so today we are going to talk about how to make friends. Yeah, or ear pals. Ear pals. <laughs> or any kind of pal. Or buddy, or mate. Yeah, ear pals is different to friends, isn't it? I guess yeah. we might talk about that. I mean, like, we're their ear pals, but they're not our ear pals, so it's not so reciprocal. I guess not. Mm. <laughs> but we're talking about reciprocal friendships here, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Friendships where you're pals in both directions. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're going to talk about um, how to do it. We're going to have some, like, top advice at the end, obviously. Yes. We kind of, that's how we structure it, isn't it? Yeah. We unpack everything. Yeah. Let's just start with why it's really hard. Yeah. Uh, because culture and capitalism, I'm sure, will come into it. And uh, then we'll say, even though it's all really hard. <laughs> I think we just We're revealing our ourselves. template yeah. to everyone. <laughs> we haven't written this down. No. It's just how it goes. Just how it goes every time. So. <laughs> So, <laughs> fuck capitalism. Yeah. Yes, it's hard. Yeah. Yes, we all struggle with it. <laughs> and you might still want to do it. So, yeah. here you go. This is how. Um, but we struggle with it too. Let's just remind you at the end. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's what we're going to do. It might be a long one. We have got a lot of notes. So, we may turn this. Um, You'll know by now whether the, whether we're split this into two. <laughs> yes, or not. it might be a double episode. It we might be a double we might, episode. Yeah. We might go on. I think quite we might. a lot. Yeah, we might a lot do. Of stuff here. So let's start with that. Um, that people might find it quite hard to make friendships, but thinking about why, when, yeah. well, I guess when we're particularly when we're older, but also I guess when we're young as well, that why it is we might find it difficult. To well, I think it friends. is hard when you're young. I think yeah. for young people, I always think for kids and old people, there's a kind of crappy expectation that you'll just get on with everyone who's the same age. Yeah, I really hate how that's done. That's you know, just a really because good point. just because you're a kid, you know, well, then your family friends who've got a kid your age are expected to get on with them, or the kids. Yeah. In your class, and I think it reverts to that when people are older, especially in residential care, mm. that suddenly there's an expectation everybody will want to do the same things and be friends with each other. Yeah. Um, so I think we should be granting older and younger people the consent to find the friendships that work for them instead of like pressuring them to just be friends with whoever happens to be the same age. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. good point actually, and that's the that's the 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 first thing is that there is um, you know even I just said that people often find it difficult to make friends when older but actually I guess that even then I'm only really talking about you know people uh, there is this kind of uh, life course idea isn't there that Mm. um, that you kind of 
you automatically make a bunch of friends because you're around them at yeah. school and at college or if you go to university or in the workplace or yeah. you know in early workplaces and then that you automatically make friends in that way but people don't yeah that, that kind of it's friends for life um yeah. and then again there can be a sense of real shame and failure mm. if you don't but you know of course like as with romantic relationships people are changing all the time mm. so it and you know again i suppose i always question why we value longevity in romantic relationships mm. rather than those being the relationships that suit and that you know actually knowing when it's not good anymore is it can be really helpful yeah. um, so the same could be true for a single friend or a friendship group as well is to you know to, to know when that's not so much working for everybody concerned anymore and yeah. being able to move away and have different friends yeah definitely yeah. Mm -hmm. the um, so that happens and mm -hmm. also I guess there's also like there is a change in the cultural script that happens from early childhood of like, yeah. friendships being completely like wonderful and great mm. when they happen and then the, the idea of romantic relationships then trumping yes. friendship relationships kind of happens yeah. usually in, still in primary school <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but so. then and then I think that's the thing that then people might struggle with when people are off making romantic relationships in like adult life yeah. and making their own um, kind of like little nuclear families of you mm -hmm. know romantic relationships or whatever that might like and again like as we often say that can that can be just as problematic in some alternative communities um, as it yeah. is in heteronormative ones so in polyamory you can end up prioritizing romantic relationships Big over time. friendships just as much you know sometimes even more so if you've got a number of romantic relationships you almost have them instead of friends yeah um, so yeah, yeah like I my think my partner that, this my partner that yeah my partner this yeah exactly so I think yeah the cultural stuff about prioritizing romantic relationships can mean we get very little time um, to cultivate friendships as mm. adults and also little advice or ideas on how you even go about doing that yeah. and also it might be that everybody we'd want to be friends with is in romantic relationships mm. and there's um, skepticism you know around like whether it's really okay to build a friendship mm. especially sometimes if you know that that person's agenda that you might find attractive um, then you know there can be that kind of like well why would you want to be friends with that person mm. so there's a, there's a whole load of things once we get into that territory that make it quite hard to yeah yeah build friendships yeah definitely mm. um, and it can be hard to build friendships as well if you're coming from a place of um, uh, it, it's becoming a bit of a make John Justin podcast but if you're coming <laughs> podcast catchphrase but uh, yeah. if you're coming from a place of scarcity rather than abundance you know yes. it can be harder to make more friends if you have few friends yeah. uh, because um, if you feel like there's a lot more at stake for you in making friends and that you're you have like uh, a strong sense of rejection and feeling not good enough mm. and that you know by not having so many other friends and thinking that the the problem is with you yeah um, then that can make it very difficult for a lot of people to engage with this stuff and actually the problem mm. is a lot of the problem is like broader culture definitely um, but also there is some inherent uh, stuff here around um, that's kind of ableist for mm. a lot of people you know it's a, um, a lot of people a lot of the the messages that we get around um, sorry I'm, I might be jumping ahead in our notes but a lot no, of the messages on. that we get about friendships are that it's natural and you just yeah. kind of make them and um, it's almost as if it kind of happens like as this kind of natural biological organic process that you just spend time with people and oh it's my friend now yeah and actually there's a lot that's only really for very neurotypical people who mm. you know kind of like 
reading the room well and being able to read other people and read what people are saying yeah and there's and that assumption that's only neurotypical people who can exactly and yeah. like there's yeah all forms of kind of cognitive and emotional diversity and play here so again i'm never super into the introvert extrovert split because i think mm. a lot of people complicate that binary but um if you find it super easy to be you know extrovert for want of a better word then yeah. again it's going to be a lot easier for you to do f to do making friends in the way that's like culturally assumed you know that it's about being popular and you know being interesting in the route and knowing how to kind of have those connections with people and that's not everybody's skill set at all no. definitely like mm. um the, we'll talk about this later when we're talking about kind of advice about how to make friends but mm. if you're the kind of person who finds it very difficult to just walk into a public space mm. uh, to find the people that you think are going to be there or the person that you're going to be there yeah. then this then that's going to be much harder for you to make friends than it would be for someone else who's really chill about doing that and doesn't yeah. even have to think about how they navigate going to a into a public space mm -hmm. so there's also a, a thing here about i guess queerness as well is that yeah. you know if um uh, someone is going to a space and they don't know whether there's a toilet they can use mm -hmm. for example or whether it's going there's going to be um, a crowd in there that is going to be um, that's going to that might read them as queer and so be hostile towards them. Absolutely, for and then I think that cuts a lot across a few other intersections as well. Like if Race, you're constantly, definitely. if you're constantly yeah. like the only person of colour in yeah. the social event, or the constantly the only person, working class person. Yeah. Um, you know, again, it's going to be like, am I going to have enough in common with folks here, or yeah. am I going to experience out and out prejudice? So you're not going to be necessarily like your confident, relaxed self that yeah. might find it easier to be talking with folks mm. uh, class is another thing as yeah. well so um uh, just, uh, money mm. and poverty yeah. so you know there are um very few public spaces now that are cheap that people can go exactly. to you know yeah. you always have to spend some money mm. there was a really good podcast um talking about this um with dawn foster um on politics theory other talking mm. about um religion and politics and yeah. the left it's really interesting and basically she was just making this point that um the uh the the churches that she's involved with involved with a lot of the things that they do is kind of create free or extremely low-cost public spaces yes. for people to go to mm -hmm. so doing like um you know like bringing food to an event and things like that and yeah having, like potluck kind of thing yeah exactly yeah. and mm -hmm. having like a community space you know yeah. that's that that kind of thing has been eroded yeah particularly in the, in the uk over mm. the last 10 years and yeah. longer probably mm -hmm. um just like youth clubs have been eroded you know yeah let's put so the so if we are making new friends and it does require us to mm. go to a pub or go for lunch or go to a cafe or yeah even going to like a weatherspoons which are you know mm -hmm. uh, famously cheap and we should definitely nationalize weatherspoons mm -hmm. um they uh there's still a cost. Well, exactly. Yeah, and I think that again, you know, we just have to look at these scripts. You know, like is our script all based on going for meals with people? Mm. Um, yeah, I'm really facing this now, going self-employed and being on less money. But it's like I find that one a really hard script to shift with. Mm. But you know, I'm thinking of like contact from friends and saying like, this is how it's going to be for me. Here's some alternatives that we might think of in terms of how to do socialising that doesn't cost so much. Yeah. Because um, it's, you know, maybe it's all right if you do that with one person, but if your whole friendship group is based on meeting in cafes and restaurants, that's going to be mm. really rack up, you know? 
and people mm. can also be poor and also time poor as well yeah. like if they have a lot of caring responsibilities oh exactly or like again with you know just income in terms of like who's got you know I'm often really time rich compared to other people mm. that I'm yeah. friends with so it's kind of like yeah again so many meta conversations to be had um, mm. but we just don't have that script for friendship as being a place where you might do you know like we've got our make your own relationship user guide mm -hmm. like which would be really appropriate for friendship as well mm. but we don't really have much of a script of like talking with people about how do we want to do friendship and yeah. you know the sense that we might work at friendship or cultivate friendship mm. rather than it just being this natural thing and mm. I th yeah I think the media is really to, to blame for this I think there's a lot of like media images around friendship that are just as bad as a lot of the ones around mm -hmm. um, romantic relationships and in fact to some extent kind of have usurped you know there's there's a lot mm. of those kind of friendship group based tv shows like from friends onwards like yeah. sex in the city had it big bang theory mm. girls you know just this sense of like you have this fabulous group of friends mm. and actually love comes and goes romantic love comes and goes but you're always going to have these great friends yeah and then there's a lot of like buddy movies best friend movies mm. so there's just the expectation that you'd have this you know easy group of friends who will always all get on with each other as well and yeah. just be this tight group that are always yeah. there and then you'll have some kind of best mate you know where you have this particularly great bond mm. um, and, and both those things are yeah hard to come by and yeah. maybe, maybe not what you want you may not like the hierarchy of having a best friend um, you may prefer one-to-one -one time with people rather than being in a group but those kind of images I think and representations put it under some pressure definitely and there is this thing about you know that it is always a group of friends isn't it yeah and that I think like friends touched on this a little bit mm. but not a great deal is that there's the and we talked about this in our episode about hierarchies so mm. if you go back and listen to that episode but the idea that we're meant to want this kind of like a network of friends and there's yeah. meant to be like a, a buddy group like a friendship group that yeah. we sacrifice everything for yeah and that there's uh, rather than thinking about okay I've got an individual relationship with this person and talking about mm -hmm. how we navigate that as an individual yeah um, friends touched that on that a little bit when people were, and in Seinfeld they kind of do that as mm. well. When uh, when jo in Seinfeld when George and Elaine um, or have coffee together without Jerry for the first time, yeah. and they've got nothing to talk about. It's very very <laughs> funny. Um, and then so they decide to talk about Jerry and oh, share all the stories about him, and then that kind of develops a bit. But it is like, um, yeah, the script is is that. Uh, friendships are easy they're yeah. not really talked about a great deal and that there's a group and there's like mm. a, a telepathy going on yes there, that, where we're all just having a nice time all the time aren't we and like you know what does that group do who's included who's excluded again I think really good conversations to be had you know mm. I think just as one-to-one -one friendships could really do with you know all the kind of check-ins and stuff that mm. we suggest for romantic relationships like so could group relationships like you know what are the dynamics here who's allowed in who's allowed out I mean like this takes me by, right back to Buffy the Vampire Slayer and my massive gripe about how Jonathan is treated in that show which very few listeners will re resonate with but I resonated there's a group that really excludes this one character right mm. it's not resonating with this particular podcaster but I'm sure it is for you dear ear pals <laughs> yes dear gentle <laughs> any, any other Jonathan Levinson fans out there you Do know just watch that show and, and feel his pain tweet MJ <laughs> <laughs> just no, no, oh, you'll get a blank face from me I'll send you blank face emoji if you send me anything about Buffy okay blank face emoji yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this other thing about friendship groups and yeah. uh, and the, the scripts that we have is that um, 
it's like a signifier of success as well, isn't it? That successful yeah. humans have this easy group of friends. Well, that's like the Coca-Cola adverts, right? Or like all soft drink adverts and like really chewing gum adverts. They're all like, oh, this, and we all went to the beach and we had a barbecue and we played a game and like people were... I think chewing gum adverts are more romantic relationships. They are, okay, no, you're right, it's soft drinks. Which it? is weird, yeah. but you're dead Why? right about soft drinks. Yeah, soft drinks. And also um, uh, chocolate, like sharing oh, yeah. Maltesers yes. and celebrations mm. and things. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, like not everybody has that. And uh, no. also not it doesn't work necessarily for everyone. And there are, you know, there's real, like, yeah, downsides, shadow sides to the whole group, you know, um, yeah, often often there is a sense of like the group rules that are implicit mm. and if we don't have conversations in the group like a lot of people who are in that group could be there feeling like they have to do things the way the group does them um, often you know it's not allowed for there to be any group conflict so that stuff gets put underground and not yeah. resolved so there's all kinds of issues that can happen and you know people being excluded mm. um, from the group whereas it's just yeah it's presented in this kind of lovely wonderful thing to have yeah i think the other thing with friendships as well is mm. that they they people never have breakups do they have well yeah i mean i think this could be another podcast of like how do you do a friend breakup yeah yeah um but they but the but it's just the the idea that it is that friends are just a a thing that we all just naturally have right yeah I mean, we all just naturally have them then they just naturally happen they we turn around one day and they're there yeah and they're in our flat all the time eating food from our fridge um, <laughs> and um not my i've got a tiniest fridge don't do that um <laughs> bring food I've, I've eaten <laughs> friends food if you're me. listening bring food i've eaten food from your fridge it's fine <laughs> um mm. and um and and there's no work involved. It's just like this resource that's constantly there, and yeah. it's almost like they're not even relationships because yeah. there's no like there's no relating going. There's no like ideas about how we do a relate and how we get into a relationship. Yeah. And I mean, we don't even really have this in cultural representations of romantic relationships either. But at least we do get the mm -hmm. idea that there is a getting together. Yes. And then there are there are highs and lows mm -hmm. and a happy ever after mm. with friends it's just like this kind of baseline low level pleasure and yeah comfort and security and it's just a constant yeah exactly and there's going to be all that other stuff in there and if it's yeah if there's no script for how to deal with it then you know there can be just a you know disposable people kind of version of mm. friendship where it's like any problem well we have no idea about how to deal with a problem so either we just stay in yeah what's now a not very good friendship for years and years feeling yeah. like we have to or you know we, we ghost on it or just disappear on those people and neither of those is great either it's yeah like, but there's not much about like how would we hold a difficulty even though that is the real where the real intimacy comes i think as when you can navigate difficulties and yeah like have that sense of the friendship is gonna inevitably change over time and you're talking about like oh, okay like we did when i moved to brighton right we we're like how are we going to do this now in a different city yeah like Anything like that is useful to, you know, if somebody gets into a different kind of relationship or a different friendship circle, you know, to have those kind of re-navigating conversations would be great, but there's very little on how we'd actually do that. Big time. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking um, as well about um, when we were talking about When Harry Met Sally and like my favourite bit of the film is when they were yeah. friends. Yes. Um, and they were just like hanging out and doing this kind of making dates with each other yeah. and supporting each other, but also having fun together and that 
that that that small segment of the film yeah um is like is is like a nice representation but again also like with uh not to keep talking about friends but the whole thing about um the the tv show friends yeah is that there was also romantic relationships constantly uh, yes. potentially at play going on yeah between the friends and so really in the end everyone was in a romantic yeah. relationship a weren't they big bang theory too i think although i haven't keep kept watching it because it's so terribly misogynist and racist but <laughs> i've never seen it oh, i know God. everyone you says that yeah you don't want to um yeah, yeah uh, bad but right. um but yeah again there's like this kind of romantic relationships are quite so yeah, those shows are really yeah, Sex and the City and Girls. They all like give these really mixed messages about the value of friendship. Mm. Um, but I think we can agree, yeah, the, the way they present friendship is an unrealistic ideal for people. Yeah, and yeah. it's just one of those things that can make us feel crappy when yeah. we don't have this as a, as when we don't have this kind of collection of you know like this, I'm going to call it a resource yeah. around us. Yeah, um, which we're presented as you would have and it would just come naturally and here's capitalism because, you know, this yeah. sort of constantly telling us this way that we're lacking yeah. and that's why it's on all the ads. It's like, you know, it's not trying to say, you know, hey, you've got this wonderful group of friends, have a Coke on us. It's saying, hey, you don't have this, you're lacking, yeah. drink Coke, maybe you'll get it, except yeah. you won't because, like, drinking a soft drink is never going to bring you anything no. other than tooth decay. No, unless it's yeah. sugar-free. But even then, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't sponsor our podcast. Yeah. That would be very difficult for us. <laughs> I'll take um, a nice ginger beer, something like that. Yeah, like, any ginger beer manufacturers, yeah, we got you. Yeah. I think a bit like small, small business ginger beer manufacturer. Yeah. I think Fentimans are probably too big now. Too big. What's yeah. that little one? Thunderberg. Well, yeah, they sound good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're probably all known by venture capitalists now. But uh, anyway, yeah. So we're now making pleas. Please, please, <laughs> big companies, don't, don't, don't sponsor our podcast. I mean, like you know, don't to, email us. To be fair, we've mentioned several possible sponsors in our podcasts over the years, and none of them have ever got back to us and said sure. So. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Doxy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so mm. the um, so that's the cultural stuff have we done all the cultural stuff i think there? so that like, might, that, so it's so the thing is wider mm. culture makes it hard yeah um it doesn't tell us anything about how to make this happen yeah either. and it's just a thing that's meant to have happened and if you don't have it you're lacking and failing yeah. and also like you know i guess what you were saying about class kind of applies you know mm. that actually again the other messages we get about not just romantic relationships but also work mm. make it incredibly hard like you know in the kind of work that people are expected to do, you know, more and more hours and harder and harder <laughs> and producing more and more, like where are you even going to find your friends? And the workplace may not always be the best place to do that. Well, I think the new, um, I think what's happening with work is that people are expected to make work friendships and mm. that, you know, the seeping of work life into play life, yeah. um, particularly in, um, well, I think probably increasingly in all jobs, it is expected, that, you know, the work drinks thing mm -hmm. and that we're meant to all hang out and do social things together. And yeah. it's, it's just more work, isn't it? And it's basically, yeah. it's it's kind of forces us to maintain work friendships for the sake of capitalism or for the sake of the, the ongoing projects of the workplace, mm. whatever it is. Exactly. When people might actually not might not want to do that and they have other friends that they and other relationships that they need. Yeah, and again, you know, it's just it's about being free to choose, I guess. You know, mm. it can be really it can be really nice for some people to socialise at work, but you know, if the pressure's on for that and often it is like really alcohol based, you know, I just yeah. I found that really hard when I was in a workplace where the you know, the kind of idea was you all went to the pub 
because mm. you know there was a bit of bullying and stuff going on in that workplace as well and it was like the thought of being that vulnerable of being mm. drunk with people but it was like you had to get drunk yeah and like i don't want to be really drunk with my work colleagues and then having to see them next day not knowing quite what i've said and do you know what no, I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I think there needs to be, again, it's another set of cultural scripts we could really do with thinking mm. carefully about and just having a conversation about, like just not assuming, you know? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Culture and capitalism. <laughs> That's that bit done. Um, so, yeah, I think we're sort of saying that it would be great to have a model of friendships very much like the model that we have that we would advocate for more romantic relationships and sexual relationships which is one of open communication mm -hmm. finding the shared ground assuming it won't all be shared ground yeah. you know ongoing conversation ongoing consent mm. conversations about what what's wanted in the relationship talking yeah. about our values all of this kind of thing would be a really good model for I mean, friendship yeah. even the extant scripts that we have for getting into romantic relationships are more helpful for yeah. us than than where they are for friendships because yes. at least they exist <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like to have some yeah exactly so we mm. would that's the thing that we're kind of drawing parallels here with making friends and making any other kind of um relationship yeah. there, are, there is a huge amount um yeah. in common here uh-huh um, so are we getting to the, um, to give some, are we getting to like the advice? Yeah, let's do that. Let's, maybe we can do a bit of advice about finding them and some about cultivating them. Or maybe that's, that's another episode as well. And I think it's really important because, um, like having us, having a support group, you know, something I've been thinking a lot and I think it's come out in a couple of podcasts recently is how important it is for self-care and for our romantic relationships that we have support mm. around them. Mm. Um, you know, I've been increasingly thinking how possible is it as an individual to self-care mm. when you don't have a system or a structure that supports you self-caring. Mm. You know, like if your friendship group isn't one where that's valued or if your workplace isn't one where that's valued, it's actually incredibly hard to put that on an individual. You know, again, if we have a more systemic and cultural understanding of how the world works, you can't do self-care unless you're in a culture of self-care. Mm. And similarly, you know, if we are in romantic relationships, like how possible is it to sustain one mm. if it doesn't have a support network, if each person in there isn't supported, has other people in their life, can talk to people about problems. You know, I think that's a lot of pressure on an individual or a dyad. Big time. Um, so that's kind of, I guess that for me is the big reason why friendships are so vital is that we kind of need... Mm. To, to have people around us to support us I think so but we also kind of need to kind of unpack this a little bit as well yeah. is that you know it's often said about people you know this person really needs their network of people mm. and actually friends aren't a resource are they mm. friends aren't there to um to help you to always be there for you when you need them yeah. you know like uh like friends <laughs> like yes. a friends theme tune um <laughs> like friends are relationships and yes. so so and that's all about um and it's this combination of okay sometimes it is about support but also sometimes it's about fun like we were saying in the podcast we did about joy yeah. like a friendship can become all about supporting um through the tough times and without any space what were you saying it's like ludus and pragma yeah yeah, the yeah. two different kinds of love yeah greek words for different kinds of ludus is like um playful and silly yeah. and joyful and pragma is supportive and pragmatic and being there exactly. and they're both really important and but the thing is is that we even the term kind of um support network yeah. is like 
it yeah. is referring to people as a resource, like a collection of people providing a resource. And yeah. so it's it's important that we are thinking about these as in lots of individual relationships that can nurture us and provide us and give us joy yeah. and also give us pragma and that we can give them joy and yeah. give them pragma and that there is there are boundaries around that and yeah. consent and intentionality around it and, and that's, that's where you'd want to be having those yeah conversations mm. it's like is it reciprocal you know are you yeah you wouldn't want to be treating your support network in inverted commas as like like you say a thing to draw upon yeah um and it's just a one-way street and yeah. there isn't much balance um you'd be wanting to think yeah exactly how do we balance that with and what you know what are our friendships based on because again you've mentioned nudis and pragna but they might be much more about shared projects yeah um or building a future together yeah. um you know where it where it goes into like families of choice mm-hmm. and people deciding that they want to make sort of something that feels more like family in order yeah. to um you know have kids together or do mm-hmm. projects together or live together and again like you know where are those dividing lines even yeah yeah that's true mm. But I guess it's the this the the thing that we're talking about here is just relationship building. Yeah, and that they might be friends, mm-hmm. but that there are I guess at times fewer opportunities for people to make friends compared to making romantic relationships, yes. for example. Yeah. Um, so, for example, uh, although there are dating sites where, for example, on OkCupid, you can mm. go on OkCupid and say, "I'm just here to make new friends." Yeah. The huge underlying assumption around okay cupid is that it's around sexual slash romantic relationships yeah uh, either sexual or romantic or or both which is what dating sites are usually kind of and i hear from a lot of people who use those sites and a lot of their friends are people they met on those sites but i suppose what worries me is that sense of like is it going to be a sense that if you become friends that's seen as a bit of a failure like the mm. success is that if you got in a romantic yeah. relationship um, your friend zone yeah exactly <laughs> well this is it i mean all this discourse yeah. around you know just friends or you know we're friends now like being a lesser thing than if you were partners or you know it's like i, I, mean, I would flip that entirely exactly mm. i think friends are super important um kinds of relationships and actually mm. um I think we can have extremely romantic relationships with friends, mm-hmm. um, where friendships where we do very romantic things and go on dates and really enjoy each other's company and really and experience joy and experience pragma, but also yeah. maybe feel part of something as well or um, mm-hmm. feeling like a very intimate connection with people where yeah. we never, you know, don't even touch. You know, it's yeah. Like or, a, or I was just thinking, actually, friendships can be a place of a lot of physical intimacy for yeah. some people, which feels really comfortable. Friends yeah. can sleep together, have a bath together, you know. Yeah. be wrapped up around each other when they're watching a t- tv show yeah you know it's just like all this stuff is up for grabs it's like you know having those conversations isn't it i think mm. again the real danger is that it's the wider cultural rules about what friendship look like that we're both following mm. you know without kind of thinking about it critically or that one person's kind of idea about what a friendship looks like mm. is being followed Mm. rather than it being a kind of mutual conversation it's just an assumption of like oh right now we're friends i get to call you at one in the morning when i'm in a crisis you know without checking out whether that is something the other person wants to offer exactly yeah Yeah. so this is like i guess we're talking about like a relationship anarchy approach to friendships and actually rather than friends as being um we've talked about this so many times before dear ear pals but um you know often friendships are seen as like lower on a list of hierarchies and other other kinds of relationships are more important if we had a more um if we could start to even out some of the 
some of the contours between you mm. know of, of the of the hierarchy uh, then and we start treating friendships more intentionally in the way that we might do relationships then uh, romantic relationships then um, we can have we can make friends yeah and uh, make more of our friends as well that we already have mm. yeah and, and also be more open with like what does friendship mean for us mm. you know because I think yeah that's where often it can get murky as if it means different things for different people mm. but you know again it would be like where, where we have those like Venn diagrams we suggest of like you know if you're going to be in an erotic relationship with each other you write down all the possible erotic things and find out which are in the intersection and which aren't you know with friendships it could be similar like yeah. you know what, what kind of things do you like doing with another person what are you hoping to do with this friend and obviously it's a process of trial and error sometimes again you know you try things and see what works for that particular dynamic you know? yeah yeah so I was mm-hmm. thinking that we might, before we go into the, the advice, that, that this bit, that might be the first episode because yeah. we've done half an hour. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Sir. And then the next one we can try and do like a 25 minutes about yeah. the advice. Yes, yeah, so that was the end of the podcast. Tune in next week uh, for the second part of this episode uh, where we give some more advice about how to make friends. Thanks. Bye.